Welcome to Hostel Homies, a podcast focused on the best parts of backpacker culture. I'm your host, Joe Glasgow. Each week I sit down with a new guest, ranging from the people I meet while I'm abroad to professionals who work in the travel industry. Listen along as they share hilarious and inspiring travel stories, unparalleled recommendations on where to go, and tips for seeing the world on a budget. For Hostel Homies, it's all about the journey, the destination, and the people you meet along the way. Hello, Hostel Homies. We are back in the Brooklyn Home Studio. My guest today is a native New Yorker. Her name is Kai Green. She is known for her travel blog, The Destined Gypsy. Like, I work for this travel company, so, and I work from home. I was like, oh, I have to go to work. I was like, I can't relate. <laughs> I don't know how that feels. I don't, I don't know how that feels. I haven't done that since November. Doing all these fun little computer tasks. Nice. Where you can just like wake up, put on sweats and be like, cool, yeah. now I'm in the office. Like I have a call with my boss every morning at like 11 just to like check in and make sure like all her stuff is getting handled. Yeah, yeah. And I, she's like, oh, you wake up with such a glow. I was like, I literally woke up 10 minutes before this call <laughs> and I brushed my teeth and I set my ass down. I don't even have pants on that's right it. now. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, <laughs> when are you headed back out? I'm going to be in Barbados in February. Excellent. And in May, I'm going to be in Cuba. And then I'm thinking of backpacking Southeast Asia with my best friend for his graduation gift over the summer. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I can do that because there's so many countries in Asia I haven't seen yet. Yeah, right. Yeah. It takes a while to explore each one of them too. It really does. Yeah. Like thoroughly. Well, let's talk about Bali. Let's talk about Bali. Why does that have a special place in your heart? Bali was just incredible Mm -hmm. overall. It was kind of just after I quit my corporate job. I was working at a financial security firm in the city. And I was working pretty much like 40 to 50 hours a week. And every time someone called out, I was usually the first person like on call to come in or something. So I was working like all day and then I would come home exhausted. I like wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't like doing anything that I really wanted except like drinking. Like I was so stressed and I was in the midst of like a huge like battle with my borderline personality disorder Mm -hmm. so i was just like drinking all the time and i was in therapy twice a week (laughs) so it was more of like a place of healing for me because i went right after i quit my job like i quit my job two weeks in advance and then my ticket my flight to bali left like that tuesday (laughs) (laughs) you're ready to get out yeah i was like um bye (laughs) and i had like always done all this research on places in asia Mm because i always wanted to go to asia i'd usually just travel like the caribbean and i'd been to africa once for like 12 days but i'd never gone to asia i was supposed to do bali thailand and singapore Mm -hmm. but i literally went right when the volcano erupted so a bunch of the flights were like canceled and everything so i ended up in bali for an entire month and it was the best month of my life yeah it was like a good twist of fate right yeah like i ended up um i stayed at a surf camp the first Mm -hmm. week I learned how to surf a little bit. It was really hard. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I fell all the time, constantly, but 
it was so much fun and I was there by myself so I met these other travelers from like Germany and London and I met some people from Austria and they were all really cool it was fun like surfing with them and going out with them and stuff for that first week like I was making friends yeah with the people who worked at the surf camp and then also with the other people who were visiting it was in Chengdu, so we went to a lot of beaches and beach clubs. And um, one of my friends from the U.S. actually came there from Jakarta. Mm -hmm. So she was there with me for a few days. Cool. And we went to Monkey Forest. Nice, yes. I've seen pictures of Monkey Forest. Are there actually that many monkeys there? There's so many monkeys there. They yeah. actually have, I think, over 600 monkeys oh, in Monkey Forest. And it's over 12 species, I believe. Mm -hmm. But it was so crazy because I'd never been like in an animal sanctuary before. And people told me like, oh, don't wear earrings, don't wear this, don't wear that. I was like, okay. But I went and I wore earrings. <laughs> and we walked like through the temple and there was this whole family of like monkeys of different ages. Mm -hmm. There was this really small one who was really curious i guess so we were all just sitting down and he just like climbed on us and he tried to take my friend's like polaroid picture and then he was like pulling on her braid and he was just he was so cute and they that, love shiny stuff right like yeah. jewelry is that why they said yeah not to bring jewelry? i definitely like don't like wear anything like too sparkly or shiny <laughs> there don't take your cell phone out uh -huh. one time i was there this lady got bit. Oh no. But it was it was a big monkey. Yeah. And it was because she bought in a water bottle mm -hmm. and they give you like strict guidelines mm -hmm. before you come in. Like don't bring in outside food, don't wear jewelry, don't look the monkeys in the eyes because they look at it as a challenge, etc. So she basically broke all the rules <laughs> and there was this big monkey and he wanted her water bottle, which is basically like 25 cents over there yeah. and it was a big water bottle i was like you could have let go of the yeah, water yeah just bottle. give him the water bottle. yeah but he took it and he was like pulling on it she's this british lady and she's talking to him like he's a toddler it's so weird she's like no 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 <laughs> please I'm don't like, take this exactly and then <laughs> staring at him in the eyes stared at him dead in the eye his mouth opened so fast and his teeth were so sharp and then he made like this big high screeching sound oh, and next thing you know he like bit her mm. and her arm started like gushing blood yikes and then her husband like smacked the monkey and it was a complete scene like he was like no <laughs> i was like why are you smacking the monkey don't hit the monkey right and then after that like she had the handlers like escorted her from monkey forest because you're definitely not supposed to hit the monkey no, and you're not supposed to bring in the water bottle i love how that's a rule that like didn't even need to be on the rule list like yeah, yeah clearly don't hit the monkeys exactly so they got kicked out uh -huh. and then i'm assuming she had to go get shots because yeah wild monkeys right but um <laughs> the boyfriend was, or husband thinks that's the right thing to do like yeah, no, i gotta be the alpha like, why would you smack the monkey <laughs> so you described bali as healing did you feel like both trips were healing for you the first one was more so healing for me mm -hmm. um well like i stayed at the surf camp but i also 
woke up like early in the morning and watched the sunrise mm -hmm. like on the roof and I watched it come over the rice fields and I also watched like every sunset. I definitely did some partying and drinking while I was out there, sure. but it wasn't like to cope yeah. like it was here. It was just to have fun. Yeah. And I probably spent like every day at the beach because mm -hmm. I love the ocean. It's probably like the happiest place in the world for me. Sure, yeah. Like swimming, snorkeling, diving with like marine life. That's probably my favorite thing to do. So I pretty much did that every day. I made a lot of friends that mm -hmm. I still keep in contact with. I met this girl named Phoebe from Australia. Mm -hmm. And we I met her when I was with my friend Sasha, because Sasha joined me maybe like a week later. Gotcha. For her birthday. That was her 30th birthday cool. trip. Because all of her friends had bailed on her for her birthday trips. I was like, oh, you want to just meet me in Bali? <laughs> she was like, really? I was like, yeah, like, just come. Which so, is the coolest thing you can say as a friend. Yeah. So she was like, oh, okay. So she bought her plane ticket. Nice. And then... <laughs> So we spent like a couple of weeks together in Bali and we met this girl from Australia and she was really cool mm -hmm. and we hung out with her pretty much every night that she was there. Awesome. And also we met this guy named Ben who's originally from Texas but he's been living in Bali for almost a year now I think. We call him Bali Benny. <laughs> He's like the go-to guy pretty much for the night scene and some sure. off-the-grid tourism stuff in Bali. He's really great. It's interesting how many like people from different places yeah, I met yeah. while I was there and all of them kind of like gave something to me in like their own way. Benny was just, he was just a good time. Like yeah. every night he took us to like a different club or like a party on the beach or something and we like went into the DJ booth and yeah, we had good. a lot of fun <laughs> and we met like these bar owners there, um, Wawa, whose story is really cool. He like owns this bar called X Bar in mm -hmm. Chengdu and I automatically kind of connected with him because he loves dogs and so good, do I. Good, yeah. Because um, you know Bali has like a huge like kind of stray dog population. Mm -hmm. Wawa actually has 14 dogs that he's rescued off the street. Oh my gosh. Like, he had eight, but then one of them had, like, six puppies, and he kept them all. <laughs> so now he has 14 puppies. I love that, because in the U.S., it's like, do you love dogs? Yeah, I have three of them. He's like, Yeah, oh. he's like, oh, yeah, I have 14. <laughs> I have 14, actually. And there's one that's always at his bar, Lisa. Mm -hmm. She's pretty much like the queen of that entire block okay. no dog like comes in that area without lisa knowing them and it's so funny lisa's territory yeah like yeah. we were at the bar and this random street dog like was coming down across the street she just runs across the street and gets in his face she's like what are you doing here did you tell me you were coming yeah this is i don't know if you know but this is my block right yeah she, she was like smelling him he was like <laughs> what is going on? Bali is kind of known to be more on the touristy side of Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like you were able to find things that were more off the beaten path? Definitely, like, mm -hmm. because people don't understand that, like, for countries like that where the exchange rate is so different mm -hmm. from the U.S., so the way that they make most of their money is through tourism. Yep. You know, so of course that's what a lot of people see. That's kind of like what they push for the most part. 
because Bali is such a beautiful place. There's mm -hmm. so many different touristy things to do. Like you can go to the Bali swing, you can go to the monkey forest. If you want, you can like go to nature reserves. Mm -hmm. You can take um, boats to like the Gili Islands and different islands and everything. But tourism is their main source of revenue. But of course, like the locals don't have problems if you're like nice to them, mm -hmm. if you make friends with them, they don't have any issues like showing you local attractions cool. or like things that you might not see, like hidden beaches or anything like that. Yeah. But I found like even a lot of the touristy stuff there is led by locals. It's not like some random guy from Australia yeah. who's been yeah. in Bali for like a month. When we were there, we did a waterfall trek it was really cool. We went there, like we took a car and we drove to a Sikumpul waterfall, like the waterfall village. And we were met with like a local guide who actually lives there. He was like, he's like 20 years old and he just does the tours to like support his family and because like he loves where he lives. Yeah. All local guides. We went there by car. Then we had to take scooters to um the top of where we would have to trek mm -hmm. and then we had to walk like all the way down these steps <laughs> in the jungle we went past rice fields we saw like these cows like there were all these little local houses with farmers even the touristy experiences are really local mm -hmm. you know and we did like the natural water slide that was there oh, in the sweet. village yep the restaurant run by like the locals and we had like fresh coconuts oh. and migoreng which is like noodles with like vegetables in it and the swing was like over the rice fields the view is insane like because it's over all the rice fields so mm -hmm. you see everything and there's a lot of swings in bali now like the yeah. main one that people talk about is the bali swing mm -hmm. but they have swings pretty much everywhere in bali yeah. now yeah, yeah. That's it was. So cool. It took like swinging to a whole new level. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I was like, I can't even like swing somewhere else anymore. No. Unless <laughs> unless there's a view, I'm not getting on your swing, sir. Your swing is mediocre. Uh, I've been in <laughs> Bali swings before. So yeah, this isn't I was like, work. Uh, no. <laughs> but yeah, and then we saw Sakumpul and Fiji waterfalls. So Sakumpul is like kind of three waterfalls and then Fiji is like a series of seven and I had my GoPro so I actually like recorded the whole trek experience oh cool yeah, yeah. so I'm gonna edit it and probably post it on like my YouTube channel or mm -hmm. IGTV soon but yeah were you blogging the entire time you were out there I was I was much more like just in the moment and not caring about blogging on like Good. the second trip than yeah. the first one. Yep. Yeah. Let's talk about the blog, The Destined Gypsy. Yeah. How did this start? It's crazy how it started. I was just, once again, <laughs> depression. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, it's the worst thing, but it sometimes inspires a lot of great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just miserable mm -hmm. and I was working my job and I just thought about what I really wanted to do. So I'd always been like a really good writer and into writing. And I'd always been really creative too, like painting, photography, etc. So then I just like thought about, oh, what do I want to do? Like what will make me happy? Especially after being in like a funk for so long, 
I was just kind of over it. I was like, fuck this. I need to decide what I want to do and how I want to build and design my life. Like, regardless of what my mom thinks, regardless of what anyone else thinks. I just have to, you like, live for me at this point. I bought my camera and I told my friend I wanted to do like a travel vlog because I've always loved traveling. Mm -hmm. um, the cool thing is that my mom had pretty much taken me out of the country every year since I was two. So I've been used to traveling. Yeah. I love traveling. I love exploring other cultures and meeting new people. So I just like, I realized like I could do travel blogging. So I just asked my friend, I was like, can you help me build my website? And then I wrote like a few starter pieces to put on the blog. And then I just like launched it, like I think maybe three days before I went to Bali. And that was it. Like mm -hmm. then I've just, since then I've just been like growing my brand and networking with people. There are so many, talented and creative travel bloggers and mm -hmm. photographers and I feel like a lot of people are so different and mm -hmm. like just in what they bring to the table. So what makes the Destin Gypsy different from some other travel blogs? I think my blog is different just because it's really raw mm -hmm. you know like I've I don't hold back about anything really I'm very open just about my own struggles and everything because I feel like it's more than a travel blog. Like, I'm not shy to talk about my own battles with mental health. I talk about them daily, mm -hmm. you know, because I feel like that's important. When some people think of mental health, they think like, oh, crazy, mm -hmm. like automatically. And I'm mental health is not that. There's so many facets of mental health and just being your best self that there's nothing crazy about it i always talk about mental health and body positivity mm -hmm. because i feel like a lot of people think there's only one way that beauty kind of exists mm -hmm. and i'm like that's stupid because no matter what no one's gonna be built like anyone else mm -hmm. Like, we all look different. Everyone has something that they bring to the table. I want people to build their self-confidence and build their own self-love because I know what it's like to just be in a dark place and criticize yourself constantly. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes my brand different. That's the message that I love to spread. Mm -hmm. Just be kind to yourself, be patient with yourself, be positive. Even if you feel like you failed at something, twist it. Just make it a lesson and do better next time. Like, don't criticize yourself or come down too hard on yourself because that's when a lot of the mental and emotional issues just start popping up. 100%. Yeah. I want to hit on both those topics, mental health and body positivity. For mm -hmm. mental health-wise, uh, what does traveling do for your mental health? When I travel, I forget about my borderline personality disorder. Like, I know that I have it. I know, like, I definitely, like, more than cope with it. Like, I'm good with it. But it's like when I travel, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about having a negative person, like, in my space. 
and there's just something like so relaxing and freeing for me just being by the water mm-hmm. and every time i travel somewhere i'm always trying to go somewhere tropical yeah. like somewhere with the beach or something like that because i know that's what makes me happy and brings me peace like i like being in nature where i don't have to be on like a clock all the time because even though i do work remotely and my schedule is pretty much my own mm-hmm. it's not the same as when you're home as when you're like somewhere else you know because i wasn't inside i was working from like this outdoor cafe by the beach (laughs) and i was just watching like the sunset and getting my work done Mm -hmm. and it was like i was working but i was really really peaceful like i was in my happy place i think we need to get more people to travel so they can find their happy place yeah seriously (laughs) <laughs> so as far as uh, body positivity goes, I haven't explored this topic, especially through travel. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that there's a different look on it in other countries versus the United States? So I feel like it's definitely different, you know, just because I know when I'm in the U.S., everyone's like, oh, I want to be skinny. Oh, I want to lose weight. I don't look like her. I don't look like her. Yes. Like, there's such a mainstream idea of what pretty is or what being beautiful is. It's completely different, like, overseas. You know, like, while I was overseas, I didn't hear, like, one negative comment about my weight. Overseas, everyone was like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. Like, you're so beautiful. What are you eating? I need to eat that. Like, and it's so crazy, especially in Asia. And even when I went to Africa, they value, like, full-figured women. Mm -hmm. So it's completely different. It shows that the American sort of standard of beauty is bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, like, everyone comes in all different, like, shapes and sizes. And some of the most beautiful people that I've met are people who are confident in themselves, no matter what. Body positivity is important. And I feel like you see it more like when you travel. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like like in the U.S. now, there's a lot of racial tension going on. Overseas, they love black people. It's kind of like such a difference mm-hmm. just because like in some places you can go somewhere and feel like uncomfortable, like just because of like your skin color sure. over there and like. In Africa, like in Asia and other places, it's not like that. Traveling is so important in terms Mm -hmm. of mental health, in terms of body positivity, and just in terms of experiencing other cultures. So a lot of your blog seems to be about life lessons as well, like what Mm -hmm. you learned from traveling. Is there one thing in particular, one life lesson that sticks out to you that you learned while you were traveling? I feel like I learn literally every time I travel, I learn a new lesson. Mm -hmm. Um, but probably like the biggest thing I've learned is just the importance of venturing out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. because now like every time I travel, I make it like a mission to do something that I wouldn't normally do at home. Something that's like out of my comfort zone that I might be a little like freaked out or scared to do, but I'll still do it just for the experience. Mm -hmm. You learn about yourself. You learn about, you might learn about some of your friendships You might learn even about a toxic trait that you have that you have to work on just by going outside of your comfort zone. There's so much to learn just from traveling and just from one experience. Mm -hmm. Like I tried 
surfing in Bali and it was so crazy like I didn't know I could deal with being thrown around that much because <laughs> those waves were insane I learned that like when I went to Jamaica I did the cliff jump at Rick's Cafe I was scared shitless because <laughs> right. it's a really big jump mm -hmm. and they had all these warning signs about it like some people have gotten hurt doing it my friend didn't she got like a huge bruise like on her rib cage uh -huh. or whatever the worst that happened to me is that my butt was sore for like two weeks because <laughs> it hit the water like first yep. <laughs> i was like <laughs> but that was it mm -hmm. um when i went to ghana i went to a gator farm so i was like surrounded by like all these alligators and i was just like hi <laughs> don't don't bite me please. Bite me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool there was this little one he was maybe like three and a half feet and uh -huh. all of us got to like pick him up and like hold him and stuff like, oh that's sweet he was pretty cool there was no british husband in the background like punching oh, one in God. the face <laughs> no no thankfully but like it's it's important to venture out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You learn about yourself. You learn about other cultures. Because I feel like the only way you'll actually grow, like whether it's here or abroad or wherever, is if you make the conscious decision to do things that scare you, things that might be intimidating to you at first, or things that you know are like you wouldn't normally do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just got to be like, fuck it and yep. go for it and see what happens. And most of the time, it's like a good outcome. Either you learn something or you get like an adrenaline rush yeah. or you just like you just become better. It's going to be memorable regardless. Yeah, yeah. like definitely, <laughs> definitely worth it. Yeah, I agree. I like to just I like the slogan. Just fuck it. Just do it. Yeah. Buy a ticket. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, I love that. So I asked this question on every episode. Um, where in the world do you think everyone should go? And this could be a city, an island, or it could be more specific, like a park bench you once sat on in a certain place. You already know what I'm going to say. I think... It's going to be somewhere in Bali? Of course. Yeah. There's nothing like just a relaxing Bali sunset. Mm -hmm. No matter like where you are, whether you're on like a rice field or in... A hotel or in a pool or at a beach club there's nothing like a Balinese sunset mm -hmm. it's like hot pink and purple and orange and gold and it just like makes the sky look like completely painted and it's like an instant calm mm -hmm. and it's so beautiful and it just makes you like appreciate like being alive you know like, I feel like you haven't really seen a sunset until you've seen a Bali sunset. I'm sold on Bali. Yes. I'm absolutely sold on Bali. You have to go. It's amazing. Where can people go to follow your adventures? You can go to my Instagram at the Destin Gypsy. It has a dot between each word. Mm -hmm. And you can also go to thedestingypsy.com. Yeah, that's pretty much where all of it is. And my Facebook page. Okay. Just Facebook.com and it's the same thing mm -hmm. at the Destin Gypsy. Destin Gypsy. T H E period Destin period Gypsy. The Destin Gypsy. Yeah. Thanks so much <laughs> for being on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Hostel Homies. <laughs>